Times, a podcast of Christ Church Presbyterian in Charleston, South Carolina. This is episode 76, and we're here with Pastor John Payne and Ross Hodges. And we also have a new guest with us uh, today, uh, Porter Harlow, who is a church planner from Burke, Virginia. And we wanted to interview him just to give you some information about uh, to our audience to who you are and what the Lord has been doing in your life. And so our first question is just let's to get to know you. So can you tell us something about your background and how you came to the Lord? Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, my name is Porter Harlow. I was uh, born in Alexandria, Virginia, right outside Washington, D.C. I was born into a Christian home and uh, was blessed that my parents taught me that I was a sinner and that uh, Christ was God's son who came to uh to redeem me from my sin and reconcile mm. me to a holy God. Amen. Um, but I was raised in a PCUSA, a mainline uh, Presbyterian church that uh, rarely offered the gospel, um, was not sound, uh, was an early embracer, a lot of, of what the PCA has embraced today. Um, so I did not have a, a deep understanding of the gospel or of uh, the Reformed faith and uh, went away to college at the Citadel really seeking orthodoxy in as much as a college education, looking for, I knew there were churches out there that were more orthodox. The PCA had not yet come to uh, where I lived in, in the Washington area, hmm. uh, or at least in Alexandria. So I uh, went away, um, was in some great churches, uh, Church Creek Presbyterian in Charleston while I was in college, and then um, went on to uh, law school at USC, um, where I was in First Pres, Columbia, and really there, really came to understand the Reformed faith, and uh, was a prosecutor in the Marine Corps when I was in a church plant outside Beaufort, South Carolina, um, and really was amazed at what the Lord can do when He wants to plant a church. Mm-hmm. When Christ wants to plant a church, He plants a church, and in uh, the three years we were stationed uh, in Beaufort, just saw amazing growth, people coming to the gospel for the first time, uh, families being built up in their faith, and uh, really uh, felt the Lord move my joy from being a lawyer in the Marine Corps towards uh, wanting to do ministry more than I was able to. So I uh, um, felt called to go to seminary. Um, my wife and I had spent years trying to stay away from the Washington area because <laughs> We didn't want to raise our children in that intense culture where people worship their jobs, they find their identity in the college degrees they obtained and the in the graduate degrees, they, the, the schools they went to, the jobs they have. Um, they worship uh, their their children's education, their children's athletics, and, and we really wanted to, to... We don't have that problem down here. <laughs> <laughs> We were trying to stay away from that because people just worship work up there yeah. um, to an to a incredible degree. And, uh, but in the Lord's providence, the Pentagon was the only job I could get near a conservative Reformed seminary like Reformed Theological Seminary's Washington, D.C. campus. So the Lord mm. took us back there. Um, we were in a, uh, found ourselves in a, a great church planting church, Shady Grove Presbyterian Church in Maryland. And uh, my wife and I really became convicted of just one, the need for the gospel, but also the growth of the gospel. Christ is at work in the Washington area. When I was born, I'm, mm. I'm a year older than the PCA. When I was born... Man, you're old. <laughs> PCA was born in 73. I was born in about 71. The, of what's, your, our, what's your birthday? August 3rd. 
1976. I'm Mark Six. Yeah, All right, I'm, I'm among you're an old. elder here. Yes. <laughs> One of my elders. I spoke too soon. <laughs> wow, John, you're old. <laughs> when, so we have 30 churches in our Potomac Presbytery right now, which is the Washington area. When I was born, only two of those churches existed. Wow. McLean PCA was in the RPCES, mm. and Wallace was in the uh, UPC, came out into the RPCS, and then later came into the PCA. So of those two churches, only, of our 30 churches, only two existed. We are a presbytery of church plants. Some of our cornerstone, big, largest churches meet in Baptist churches, um, meet in elementary schools. Still, because Washington area is landlocked. There's no dirt being turned over unless yeah. <laughs> it's to build a taller building. Um, so... One, Christ is at work there. And when I talk to people about church planting, they get encouraged by that because it cuts against the cultural narrative that Christianity is in decline in America. And yes, cultural Christianity is, nominal Christianity is in decline. But Christ is still building his church. He's still converting people. And we see evidence of that. Just the fact that RTSDC, how how did our nation not have a conservative reform seminary in its nation's capital for 200 something years? And now the Lord has planted a seminary there. He's planting churches there. And, and more and more men are going to be coming out of there wanting to plant churches. So Amen. we're excited about what's going on. That's exciting. I think we're ready to move up there. And yeah. The church plant <laughs> there. So that's, that's exciting for yeah. um, t- Tell us about, you know, what's going on now. We were talking a little bit before the episode about this. But uh, where are you at in the, in the church plant process there? Sure. Mark? So uh, our Presbytery approved Burke as a site for Christ Presbyterian Church, Burke, in January. Uh, We uh, kicked off in August our kickoff picnic. We had 31 people from the local area. Our our mother church is sending me. It's not sending us with people because it's in Maryland. We're planting on the Virginia side of D.C. How far are you from your mother church? We're about... uh, Depends on what time of day. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Average. It's drive. about 45 minutes okay. with traffic. Okay. Um, we, uh, so they sent, sent us down. We had a big kickoff picnic at Burke Lake. We had uh, 45 co-hosts come down from our mother church. That's great. And, who brought food and side dishes. And we had 31 people from the local area turn out. We started a Bible study at the beginning of September. Um, we tried to, or the end of August, we tried to kick off right as the school year was kicking off. Um, had 21 people come out to our first Bible study, mm. and uh, we've met five times. We're up to about 31 people actively participating in the group. So the, the Holy Spirit's at work. We're amazed that, that he's doing this. None of these, I didn't, only one of these families I knew more than six months ago. So mm-hmm. um, this tells me it's not just Porter and Kathy guilting their friends into joining <laughs> us on our, on our cause. What are you studying? <laughs> We're studying the book of Acts. We're trying to glean lessons uh, in church planting from the first Christians. And uh, basically, I'm just trying to persuade these people that Christ built this worldwide church using people with few resources that met in their homes, in borrowed spaces like Amen. temples and synagogues, and sometimes on riverbanks. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the Lord, we think, is still doing that. So Amen. that's why we're studying that. Yeah. Amen. Um, so as uh, as you're... you're planting this church of course we're you know five and a half six years into it ourselves so we feel yeah. pretty young ourselves um and uh, we have uh money socked away for a church plant here in this area and uh church planting i think folks don't it's not 
it's not the impulse of most Christians to think about starting something new. It's challenging. It's expensive. Yeah. Um, but as you think about church planting, uh, Porter, why why is church planting so valuable to the established church, to the to established congregations? How can church planting be uh, positive in, in relation to established churches? And why what does church planting do in the hearts of those, oftentimes in the hearts of those who come to the church plant and have to engage with a church plant, something starting up that's new? How is that healthy for established churches and for Christians that are coming to the church plant? Sure. Well, first, for established churches, I think church planting is the, I think the PCA believes church planting is the number one most effective method of local missions. Yes. Mm -hmm. And in Acts, uh, Christ's last, in Acts chapter one, Christ's last words with his feet on this earth were, some of you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, which was where they were at. Then some will go to Judea and Samaria and some to the ends of the earth. Church planting are those witnesses bearing witness in the local area for Christ, the wonders that he's done in the past and the wonders he's still doing in the present. So um, church plants can be more, can, can complement the established church because we need established churches with resources and meeting yes. spaces that can host and, and do the wonderful things that big churches do. But we also need church plants. We always need church plants coming up, catching those people that aren't a part of the establishment, yeah. catching those people that might walk in the established church and say, wow, these people have been worshiping together for 20, 30 years. I can't break into that. But a church plant is a brand new family, a brand new community where people can break in because the people in our group, don't. they, they all come from different churches. Yeah. They're all coming from different uh different uh places they we're building a new community a new family and catching people our aim is to catch our neighbors be our facing reach people who aren't going to church yeah. start meeting in a uh we've entered into talks with the local public schools about meeting in a public school something that might be more accessible to somebody that's intimidated by walking in a, into a home yeah. building with a big steeple or yeah, something or, yeah. like that yeah. so uh i think that's it complements it reaches people the established church might not be reaching. And then for the person, I'm a testimony that I was a 29-year-old uh, member of a uh, man, member of a church plant, and I was asked to do things I wouldn't have been asked to do for another 10 or 15 years <laughs> in a real church. I was teaching Sunday school, leading Bible studies. I, I uh, preached on two occasions when our pastor was away at Don't tell me college. This. Don't tell me this. <laughs> <laughs> I was an elder. I was an elder. I don't care. But I was an elder at, at 29. Things that... Uh, I think God calls on people to do things in a church plant that they wouldn't be called to. And then yes. he equips them to do those work, yes. to do that work. And it really builds the church in, in discovering gifts and equipping them with gifts and talents. We heard from several of our uh, supporting churches when we first started up that a lot of the things that we were doing and uh, the zeal that we were exhibiting in terms of reaching out and uh, that, that it was actually challenging the ch supporting churches because mm. it's easy isn't it once you get some years on you to become complacent yes uh, to not be as outward facing to constantly grapple with your own internal problems or challenges and you forget that there are unchurched people all around right. you who need who need christ and right. uh this sunday actually we're having um what we're calling friendship sunday and really it's it, we're having a meal afterwards and you know we're going to try to be hospitable, but 
really it's just to give our members um, an excuse to say, hey, we're having Friendship Sunday. Why don't you come and be a part of that with us to be able to invite their friends and neighbors who maybe they've been intending to invite. It's just That's a little, great. just a little way to help you know spur on some some evangelism and, and to be outward facing. So. Uh, these are the kind of things we can do. Um, well, that's really encouraging. And uh, Porter, you're still raising support, and I am. Yeah. We've uh, we're trying to raise three hundred thousand dollars over the first three years of the church. Well, um, Gabe could just write you a check right now. Uh, so. That's great. Yeah. That came to the right place. Yeah. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> we've raised about eighty-two percent of that. We're still trying to raise the last fifty-five thousand. So we're encouraged. Great. Um, we're mostly individual people. We have some. Uh, though we have about six great uh, established churches that are really old churches that have still have a heart for seeing churches planted, and I think that's why they're still yeah. old and plant and, and centered yes. on the gospels because they still have a heart to see churches planted. So we're so encouraged by the churches that support us and the people uh, who are supporting us, um, and it really gives us confirmation that the Holy Spirit is behind this and it's not just us amen well amen. porter we've been friends uh for for a while and um i just want to give my uh, whole hearted endorsement of porter's ministry and his church plant and boy if any place needs the gospel it's washington right uh, it is <laughs> dc needs the gospel people yeah we've, we've, we've seen that on the tv this week um, just, uh, but in all seriousness there's you know, our country is divided and it a lot is. of people are, are very concerned about that. And, um, you know, we know that the only real solution to the deep division and suspicion and even hatred that exists in our country is, is the gospel, yes. yeah. is, is the, the, the grace of God that is found in our crucified, risen and exalted Lord Jesus Christ, who is coming again. Yes. And uh, I know that's your message. And, uh, so if, if people did want to uh, connect with you, um, Tell, tell our listeners where your website is and, um, and how individuals and churches can support you, maybe an address or something they could send to you. Our website is uh, cpcburke.org. That's as in Christ Presbyterian Church, Burke. cpcburke.org. That's B-U-R-K-E. There's an E on the end of Burke. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, there's a, there's a, a support link on the masthead on the website, and you can right. click that, um, or you can email me at which is Porter, P-O-R-T-E-R, at cpcburke.org. Okay, and uh, I can definitely send you a link. M&A holds our money, and uh, they've been very gracious about that. Wonderful. So if you're interested in, in, in getting behind this work, which we would encourage you to do, uh, you can connect with uh, Porter in that way. And um, we're so thankful, Porter, to have some time with you to hear about the exciting work going on up in Burke, Virginia, and we, we pray God's blessings uh, upon uh, the work there. Thank you. I, I'm encouraged by Christ Church. When I went to the Citadel, in, I graduated in 93. There was one PCA church in the area. It was yeah. Church Creek Presbyterian. It was a wonderful church. It still is a wonderful church, yeah. but I had one choice. And now to come back and see there are five PCA churches in the low country in Christ uh, church, um, yeah. we worshipped with you guys. I think a year and a half ago, and yeah. to see what the that the Lord is planting churches in the Low Country is just it's so encouraging to me as a church planter. Mm. That he's at work. He's Amen. At work. He is indeed at work. Well, uh, the Lord said in Matthew sixteen, "I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail mm. against it." And uh, He's still doing that today. He, he, he was doing that in the first century. Um, and uh, 
Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and he's doing it today to the ends of the earth. And we are the ends of the earth, um, aren't we? But we, we, we look outward. And so uh, we, we hope the Lord will continue to bless that work, and we'll pray to that end. And thank you so much once again for listening to Between the Times.